This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go business storytellers. How's everyone doing? Hey, today we want to talk about subject lines. Email is not dead. All these things that people claim are dead are not dead anyways. So let's move off having to say that over and over and over because some gurus want to sell you something else. But how do we get people to open our emails? How do we get people to pay attention and be engaged in what we're doing? It does start with the subject line. Now, certainly your content in the email has to hold up to what the subject line promises. I mean, seriously, let's be real. But what makes a good subject line? How do we create it? And then how do we test it? And the tool you want to check out um, in my opinion here is subjectline.com and you can actually test for free um, to see if you just wrote a good subject line or not. But of course, that involves us doing all the work. So I thought we would talk to Jay Schwedelson. He is the founder of, sub- of subjectline.com and president and CEO of Outcome Media. And he's going to talk to us about what makes a good subject line. How do we even start? And you know, how can we make it relevant? I don't need any more annoying and crappy emails and subject lines in my inbox. Jay, welcome to the show. Hey, boom. Boom. (laughs) I am doing great. How about you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. So sub- subject lines, that's an interesting area of concentration. And certainly you've got an, uh, a very popular website there and testing tool for marketers like me and content people like me. Uh, but tell us about why are you so interested in subject lines? Why did you create a tool like that? You know, it's interesting. Um, so my overall business is really an agency business. And years ago, about 10 or 11 years ago, we were having all these different clients. They were running email marketing campaigns. And they would have these fantastic offers, right? They work so hard in figuring out what, what should their offer be that they're sending out. And they put together amazing email creative. You know, oh, my God, it's, it's, it, we work so hard getting our agency to do it or working on it internally. And now legal has approved the message and everything was done. And then every one of these marketers, we'd say, okay, well, what's your subject line? And they'd spend about 10 seconds or less coming up with what their subject line was, where they spent weeks on every other part of their email campaign. And... The reality of it is it frustrated me because I was like, you know, if your email doesn't get opened, if it doesn't get open, who, who really cares what's in your email? Who cares about your copy, your content, your offer, whatever? No one's going to see it. So I said, what can we do to help marketers understand that certain things that you do in your subject line can have a massive impact on the exposure that you're getting for these offers and for your content and for your sales and everything that you're doing? So we created this idea of subjectline.com, it's a simple, it's a very simple site. You go there, you can put in your subject line. It gives you a score on how good or bad your subject line is based on the latest industry trends and best practices. And literally, it's always changing. You know what? Get somebody to open up a subject line today is going to be different a year from now. There's always things that are changing. And there are some things that are always tried and true. So learning all these different elements is, is, is super interesting to me because you can radically impact 
the performance of an email marketing campaign by just changing a few little things and it costs you nothing to make those changes. Well, I'm, I'm chuckling a little bit here in the background. I had myself muted, but um, the whole concept of spending um, all, these, all this time on everything and then you don't spend any time on the one thing that actually gets people to do things. Sounds very, very familiar, quite frankly. Is that because, like, why would stuff like that even happen? I mean, I'm thinking back of my days as a journalist. You know, I used to write an article and then somebody else writes the headline, right? Somebody else who doesn't have much of the background and the, they just read the article. And certainly some of those things, you know, they, they still happen even in content marketing. You know, the writers write the article and then somebody else does some of the stuff around it, like the optimization and whatnot. But why is stuff like that happening that we don't spend the right amount of time on the most important tasks? You know, I think it has to do with how easy it actually is. I think because it's simple to create it. Anyone can make a subject line. Right. Literally, you could be a three-year-old. You can come up with a subject line. It's so simple that it's almost like, well, that's so easy. I don't have to worry about it. Whereas everything else is really hard. I mean, uh, coming up with your offer, coming up with your content, coming up with the creative, coming up with your landing page or destination page, making sure everything is clicking through and it's compliant and you got all the legal languages and the remove options. And there's a lot to it. Whereas the subject line is like, yeah, I can write about seven words and I'm good to go. It's so simple that it's the, the forgotten the forgotten element. But the irony of it is, is that on average, for all email marketers, whether you're a business marketer or a consumer marketer, on average, email open rates are at about 20%, right? 20%, which means 80% of the people that you're emailing to on any given campaign are not gonna see all this stuff that you just worked on, right? They're just not going to see it. So whatever we can do to get that 20% up to 30% is where we should be focusing our energy so that they can see all the stuff that you're doing. It's, you know, what's interesting about that is it's like, yeah, in theory, it's easy to throw a football, uh, but it's certainly not easy to prepare for the NFL, for example, you know, or play at a high level. Uh, so it's very, it can be very misleading. Now let's talk about what makes a good subject line. I know there's plenty of uh, theories out there. You know, certainly I got my theories on what I'm seeing is working for my email campaigns. And then I'm looking at some of the emails that I get and I'm thinking, like, I would never open this. Like, so the, earlier I saw an email and it said the company name, my company name, X, their company name. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Like, yes, maybe some salespeople use that as shorthand for let's meet. But that is not what it means to me. In fact, that is, means to me I need to delete the email because I don't know who you are. Um, so what makes a good subject line? Where do people even start? That's an excellent question. And there's a few pieces to that to really consider. First off, everybody watching and listening to this is interested in marketing in some capacity. And we are sort of the worst uh, people to think about uh, what it is that we do in our own inbox, right? The way that we react to email. We are not representative of the overall population because we're marketers. We're looking at things through a different lens. So how you react, isn't necessarily should dictate what you think a good subject line may or may not be. The other massively important thing is what people think gets you to go into a junk folder or spam folder. You know, 10 to 15 years ago, when email was really starting to come on, um, technology was very different. The reason you got filtered, the reason your emails didn't stay in the inbox, okay, and you went to the junk folder or the spam folder was 
most of, most of caused by content, the words that you were writing your subject line or your headline. If you put the word free in your subject line, if you use exclamation point, if you capitalized, if you did any of these things in the subject line, right, you would have a higher likelihood of going into the junk folder because it was all based on content filtering, which is why you see to this day, which drives me crazy, you know, there'll be lists of words, spammy words to avoid, spam trigger words to avoid. This is legacy information that's not really part of reality anymore. You don't get filtered. You don't go to the junk folder anymore because of the words that you write in your subject line, your body copy, and your headlines. No, you get filtered. You go to the junk folder because of the sending reputation and the engagement, the opens and clicks that you're generating with the overall population of people that you're emailing to. So first, I want to liberate everybody and to understand that, yes, you can use all these words. Don't believe when you see these lists of spammy words. That is legacy old information. Uh, it's a thing of the past. So use the words that you want to use. Use the symbols that you want to use in your subject lines. And the last piece, what are the things that drive the, the greatest performance in subject lines? The top two things that you can do is create, number one, is create a sense of urgency in your subject line. What do I mean by that? When you send out an email, um, if, if your email is expiring, if the offer is expiring, you need to say that in the subject line. You know, offer ends on Friday, two days left, last chance to sign up for the webinar, um, whatever it may be, having that sense of urgency in the subject line is critical. People don't want things that uh, uh, are always going to be there. They want the thing that may not be there in a, in a short period of time. So sense of urgency is number one. And even if your offer doesn't have an expiration, saying things like don't miss out, creating some kind of subtle urgency is absolutely the number one driver in performance. The second big one is exclusivity. The idea of exclusivity, when you send out an email in that subject line, letting the person know that your offer is not just for everybody, right? This is just for CFOs. This is for new homeowners, right? This is just for you. Right, saying these things, telling the person who they are and telling the person that this email is for them um, is a critical piece to driving performance. So I would say urgency and exclusivity in any form are the two secret sauces to really driving higher open rates. And of course, yes, I know you told me don't uh, judge anything on what you think as a marketer. And I, I try not to. I look at the numbers, but I'm also a consumer at times, right? So for example, today, um, I opened the email from the American Airlines Advantage shopping portal because they offered six miles per dollar spend versus three miles per dollar spend at Under Armour. And I needed new socks. The socks are $24, 24 times six is 144 miles, not a ton of miles, but I, I, I would have probably bought the socks in the next two weeks anyways, if not on American, on Amazon and probably still Under Armour, right? So, but, um, but in that case, if I look back at that, certainly they had a sense of urgency because that six miles per dollar doesn't last forever. I knew the sender, right? Um, and sometimes I open it, sometimes I don't. But how, I mean, are people not understanding in general that the sense of urgency, like it's gonna be back, Right. I mean, they're going to have another sale in two weeks or maybe three weeks or five weeks. So if, unless it's really something I really, really want, you know, maybe I'm not going to make uh, not going to take that step. Or is that just me trying to overthink things? 
You know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, element to it. Really, when we're talking about whether it's sense of urgency or exclusivity or any other tactic on the subject line, we're not necessarily saying, hey, this person is consciously looking at the fact that there's a sense of urgency being in it, that it says two days left and that they are making a conscious decision. Yes, I'm going to open up this email. No, what we're really doing in the subject line is grabbing attention, is trying to stand out. And as somebody is going through their inbox and they're scanning, you know, it's milliseconds that they're going down that inbox, look, scanning those subject lines. You need to do whatever you can to grab that millisecond of attention and to generate that open. Once they open it, it's a whole different ballgame. OK, now they're in your world. You're going to show them everything you got in that email. But that sense of urgency of that ex exclusivity is just something to stand out. I'll give you another example using emojis emojis sound ridiculous right b2b marketers are like i would never use an emoji consumer marketers are like i see too many emojis but in reality it works incredibly well in email over 94 percent of all receiving email clients now when you get email can view emojis properly in the subject line right that's huge growth and it it significantly open increases your open rate when using emoji whether it's a business marketer or a consumer marketer and it's not because oh Look at that. I see a light bulb in the subject line. I'm going to open it up. No, it's because it stood out and the person saw your email and they're not seeing all the other emails. Every time you hit send, you're in a little bit of a battle. How is my email going to stand out and not everybody else's? So it's not necessarily the tactic of exclusivity or urgency or an emoji or capitalization or this or that or whatever. It's I'm going to grab the attention some way, somehow right now. And then I'm going to win the day when the email actually gets opened. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Uh, shout out to Tom Higgins at VoxPopMe, where I work as director of content strategy. Uh, he does a fantastic job with emojis. And you know what? I sent my own uh, newsletter, uh, Christoph, Christoph's Content Corner, and I just sent one yesterday. And I typically forget to add emojis. And I, I know that is a potentially good strategy. And I usually, and I always, when I see his drafts, I always, I, I like them. I think they really stand out, you know, especially in the subject lines. So how do I, you talked about the process a little bit earlier, but where in the process should I even write my subject line? So I'm thinking about when I repurpose content, right? I actually start with the subject line. Now that might not be the final subject line, but that's what I think the copy will be about in the email. And then I, I start drafting or copy and pasting and updating the copy for the, 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 the body of the email. Where in the process would you recommend that people start thinking about the subject line? Yeah, so the subject line is also depending on the type of email that you're sending out, right? So if you have an offer, right? I don't care if you're promoting a webinar or you have some sort of sale, you have an offer, right? And this offer has an end, end point at some point, right? Um, you could take the same piece of email content creative and then over, let's say, a two-week span, you want to line up your subject lines so that way they're building the urgency and they're closing the deal. And the way that I normally think about it is when I have a two-week period and I have an offer-related email, I'll have my first one or two sends introduce the offer. So I'll lay out the subject line saying, okay, check out this great new thing, check out this great new thing on the second send, and then the next sends may be, hey, look, time's running out. You know, we're getting closer. And then a final send, you know, that day of this is your last chance. So you are, you know, building that momentum into the close and you're laying that out uh, with whatever your send schedule is. You're laying out that subject line plan. If it's not offer related, 
okay, let's say it is your, let's say it's your newsletter that you send out, right? It's going to always be about testing. I'm a huge fan of every time you send out an email, you do an A-B split, two different versions of your subject line. You have A is the one that's been your winner and B, how are you going to beat your control? How are you going to beat the one that's always doing well? And I'll give you an example. In the case of newsletters, we've seen a really interesting trend. It used to be when you send out your newsletter, what did everybody do? They would have their subject line. It would say the name of the newsletter. Maybe it would say the date, right? You know, the uh, the Jay Schwedelson, uh July 15th newsletter, right? And then the next week it would be Jay Schwedelson, July 22nd newsletter or whatever. Super boring, right? Unfortunately, after the third or fourth send, it becomes wallpaper and your open rates start to go down. What marketers are now doing is we're seeing more and more uh, for newsletters use a, a consistent emoji as the first character of their subject line. But then instead of having the consistent subject line uh, being the name of the, of the newsletter and the date, it will say the hot topic of that particular newsletter or, or highlight a piece of content in that newsletter. So the person is seeing, you know, the from address, which is, which is, you know, fixed, if you will, then they have the emoji, which is tied and it's fixed and, and, and it's consistent. And then the unique element is the words after that. We're seeing a lot of that testing up against the kind of the boring version and then the non-boring version is winning. So you try to lay it out where you're always setting up a test against yourself in every time you hit send. So I would agree with that 100%. The, what's always interesting to me is the testing. So back in the day when I was at United Way, and I get certainly this is a few years ago now, so it could be outdated, but I always thought every subject line needed to be, you know, exciting and whatever. And then we tested your monthly news from United Way that had a way higher open rate. And I think it's different because it's not an offer, right? It's a cause. It's like people who get that email are actually interested in the cause. They don't, they, it could say anything, right? It's just, it's, it's who it's coming from as opposed to I'm trying to get your attention. Now, um, Mr. Worrisome over here um, always thinks about what are the risks? So let's talk about emojis for, for one more minute here. Uh, and, um, you, you may have seen this, right? James Corden, uh, on the, I think it's a late, late show or late, 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 late show. Who knows? But it's super late. Obviously, he has the emoji stories, right? And um, sometimes you see inappropriate emojis, but you didn't even know they were inappropriate because meaning changes. How do you know you pick the right emojis and don't step into the issue of uh, picking one that now stands for who knows what? Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. I uh, I did a session somewhere and I had a peach emoji. This was like a little while ago and I had no idea the peach emoji did not mean uh, that it was a fruit. So uh, it's certainly within the realm of possibilities. Look, on the uh, if you're a B2B marketer, first off, there are certain emojis they're not going to have any problems with that do really well, right? Whether that's the calendar emoji or certain very, you know, basic symbols, you're going to do very, very, very well with those emojis. On the consumer side, the ones that do incredibly well are the ones that really uh, can can articulate time. So an hourglass, for example, or a clock. Basically, you're using the symbol to to present that sense of urgency that time may be running out. I certainly wouldn't get into uh, any symbols that you know you're not you don't you don't see often are not uh, all throughout society because you don't want to you don't want to be blazing a new trail at all. But at the end of the day. They're really just uh, a way to 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 stand out. I mean, there are some companies that are aggressive about it. like you look at Domino's Pizza, right? If you don't have their emails, you should sign up for them or Wayfair, their emails, right? They'll have their entire subject lines will just be emojis, 
right? And you have to be a certain kind of brand to pull that off, right? You have to have a certain kind of, you know, uh, feeling about your brand. 99.9% .9 of all the brands that are out there are not ones that, you know, people know incredibly well, right? And have that kind of relationship with. So you're really using emoji to stand out, not to basically be like, hey, we're this kind of out there brand, we could be like this. And that's how I think about it. Talking about emojis only in the subject line, I think it was last year, or maybe the year before, I don't remember, or maybe the year before that, who knows. Uh, but one of these years, my April Fool's Day article was all content is moving to emoji only content. Um, and that was basically it, right? So you don't have to read any more words. Um, Jay, how do we keep up on changes? Yes, I know I can go to subjectline.com and, and, and test my subject lines, and I probably should do that um, even when I'm updating existing campaigns every once in a while. But how do we keep up? I mean, is it possible to even keep up? You know, it, it is hard, which is why we're constantly updating the site, coming out with new trends, and it's always... It's always changing. I'll give you an example of what I mean by it's always changing, right? One of the subject line trends is doing incredibly well today that a year ago it wasn't. And it's actually a sad state of affairs is subject lines that say things like this is the true cost of home improvement. This is the real five things you need to know about picking your new CRM solution. This idea of real, of true, of actual, of truth, where in the subject line, you're saying those words, those actual words, right? You're saying those words and it's generating a much higher open rate. Why do I say it's a sad state of affairs? The reason that it's doing well is that we all don't unfortunately trust each other. That's a sad state of affairs. It's just the way the world is. We don't trust each other. And also as marketers, everything we promote is a superlative. This is our best offer. This is our biggest event of the year. This is the most important webinar. Whatever it is, we are making it extreme. And as recipients, whether you're consuming it as a business person or a consumer, right, we don't believe anymore. We're like, ah, I hear that every day. So we no longer are opening it up when it says the biggest, the best, the worst. So now what's working is this is the true. This is the actual. This is the truth. This is really the whatever where you're actually having to validate whatever it is that you're promoting. Is that going to be the case in a year? I don't know. I sort of hope not because it's sad. But that's what I mean by it's always changing. And it's really interesting. It is interesting. But how does the day-to-day -day marketer, how do we keep up? I mean, is it really just about, I mean, I'm thinking about, so when you mentioned the, the words, the list of words not to use, right, or list of words that get you spammed, um, I mean, I can see why some people gravitate towards those lists because it's way easier to look yeah. at a list, right? It's like, you know, not to, uh, I think there was a news article the other day and somebody didn't do something and they said, could they be charged with a crime because I didn't do something? And basically the conclusion they came to was it's way easier to charge somebody with a crime when they did something than when they didn't do something. And right. so it's kind of so black and white, you know what I mean? Uh, like, is that the reason why that happens? Why we need a list? We're holding on to a list. We don't want it to be ambiguous. Or how uh, how does how does culture fit into that? I guess. Yeah. Look, we're all a little bit, you know, nervous. Is this good? Is this yeah. not only is what I just wrote? Is this good? But is this the best? Is this the best that we can do? Should I change this word? Should I change that word? And I think it's so easy to to change that we're never going to feel like, oh my God, this is the best I could do. So first off, 
uh, uh, perfection is the enemy of progress. I love that saying because, listen, if your subject line is good, that's great. Okay, it's not you're never going to have the perfect subject line. You're never going to have 100% open rate. Okay, it's not going to happen. So how do you keep up with things? First of all, there's a lot of, you know, great uh, marketing uh, websites that are out there, a lot of great content that's out there. But the other thing that I like to do every day, my own personal inbox is I like to actually look at what emails did I open today and why? What got me to open up the email? Or if I even thought about opening up email, why did I think about that opening up an email and really, you know, dive into it? Was it the fact that the first word was capitalized? Was it the fact that they used uh, a list as their offer and they mentioned the list in the subject line? Was it because they used an emoji, right? Was it because they sent it out at a certain time of day in the morning versus, you know, late at night? What caused me to want to open this up? And then as a marketer, setting up those tests, right? Setting up those tests. Every time you send out an email, it's an opportunity to test. If you send out an email campaign and you're not testing at least something, you are wasting a super valuable opportunity. And there's no easier test than an A-B test on the subject line. That's the easiest you could test you could do in marketing. It costs you nothing and it takes five seconds to set up. Yeah, and why not do it? Why not make it work um, for you? Uh, in the last minute here, Jay, tell us about your agency. What kind of people work with you? Who should reach out to you? Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, so my overall agency is Outcome Media. We work with both business-to-business and business-to-consumer marketers. We don't just do email. We do other direct response stuff. We do email and direct mail and podcast advertising, all sorts of fun stuff. Anyone that's trying to generate new customers, leads, opportunities, and whatnot, if I can plug anything, we are putting on a free two-day email marketing conference. It's a virtual conference in November. It's going to be massive. We already have over 5,000 people registered. Um, again, it's November 2nd and 3rd. You can go to guruconference.com. We're going to have 35 speakers speaking only about email marketing. I'll be there. It's going to be awesome. So check it out. It's free, it's virtual, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And tell me about why is it virtual? It's virtual because uh, I created a new business called Guru Events because I felt that there was not enough opportunities for marketers. There's 25 million businesses in this country. And the vast majority of education is very expensive and hard to access. So I wanted to create a free opportunity for all marketers, starting with email, then we're going to get into other marketing disciplines next year. And we kept it virtual. So literally, there's no barrier. Right? It doesn't cost you a dollar to go there because of travel. It doesn't cost you a dollar to attend. And you're going to get access to literally the best there is in the email marketing world at absolutely no cost. So that's why we're excited about it. Awesome. We do have a question from Gordon. We are out of time, Gordon. I think we did kind of answer that earlier. People read the from line, right, as they're skimming through, and of course, the subject line um, as well. Thank you so much, Jay, for joining me. Really appreciate you sharing your insights. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.